This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Warriors and Clippers tonight, and again, I've got this emotion that keeps bouncing around in my head that I hate. But then again, in a vacuum, it's awesome. Sounds like self-hatred. Uh, self-loathing and uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. What was that thing? Uh, what was the name of that deal? That was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, It yeah. was a Hunter S. Thompson. Fear, fear and self-loathing in Las Vegas? No, Fear and Loathing. Okay. It was All a right. Hunter S. Thompson uh, book that was made into a movie. And uh, very well done. Yeah. Johnny Depp, one of his uh, better turns <laughs> as yeah. Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, that was before he became a uh, reality uh, TV court star. Uh, well, you know, late last what do you year. Do? But, yeah, what, yeah what, what do you do? What are you doing? What do you do? Uh, exactly. Anyway, Willard and Dibs, 888-957-9570 is the number. It's just a weird deal for me, man. And and, and that is that the Warriors are playing the Clippers tonight. Uh, young Jude, in fact, on the way to school this morning, had a request for tonight during the Warrior game. He goes, uh, hey, Dad, um, will you make popcorn? And I was like, oh, <laughs> Did he tell you to get your popcorn ready? Oh, we're going to get your popcorn ready. Nice. And it was funny because he didn't know anything about what you and I were going to be discussing today. Obviously, on 95.7 The Game, he's in third grade. But I was like, yeah, get your popcorn ready. The NBA gives us this on March 2nd so rarely. Like this warrior season. You're calling this a popcorn game? Well, yeah. Actually, I am. Yeah. I am. TNT. Yeah. So uh, it's it's slated, slate, slate for a 7 o'clock tip. It'll probably be more like 7.15 by the time the uh, the earlier game, the Philadelphia-Dallas game, gets over. But uh, how long will you let your kid stay up? Because if he's a third grader, his bedtime is yeah. probably an 8.30 and 8.45. Yeah, we push it sometimes a little okay. bit. He's a niner. He's a niner. You know, we celebrate the 49ers by being a Niner. Okay. You're he's a Niner. Nine, he's a so nine he o'clock. Stay up till nine. We, like to, we like to get into bed by about 8.50 and do some reading. Good. And then let that. Lights just out kinda, at nine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nine, nine, ten. Like, whatever. We leave, if, if the reading, you're supposed yeah. to read for 20 minutes. But as long as you're in bed and we're reading, and then that way he just drifts off to sleep. And so that's, that's, that's easy and that's great. But you're right. The TNT games are tough because... There are times where with his Niner bedtime, yeah. if the Warriors are like, we're tied with five minutes to go and it's nine o'clock, I'm like, yeah, but just just stay right here with me. Like, this will okay. be, right? Like, you know, you can watch the end of this one. But not tonight, because, yeah, tonight will probably, tonight might push well, 10. Well, if it's 7.15 tip and, you know, and depending nine, on. 9.40. If you get to 8.50. We're not going past 9.30 with the kid. Kid's well, got to get his butt in bed. It, tomorrow is Friday, so it, you know he can kind of mail it in as a third grader. Yeah, you but know, yeah you, it's not just about Friday. No, it's you trying know to get that him up, kid, dude. That it's kid, carryover. Wow, that kid, I mean, just, and your kid runs hot, and he, he gets, loves his sports. And he so. gets sick. 
But if you, I'll say, I mean, good Lord. Way too much. I mean, that's why I'm like, dude, dude, take a shower and get to bed. Like, please. Right. Anyway, go ahead. No, but if it's like, you know, if you get to 8.50 and it's time for him to get some tuck-in time and it's 78.77 with 2.12 to go in the third. I know. I mean, at that point, it's like, you got to go. <laughs> but if it's 103.102 with 4.12 to go in the fourth, well, now you can kind of, ah, you know, maybe we can... But then if we have overtime, we it's got issues. Exactly. It's tough. You got it. Like, you really have to. You want to talk about being at a fork in the road. You're yeah. like, all right. Because if I let him, if the answer is yes, you can stay to the end of the game. Right. What happens when you go to overtime? Yeah. Well, well no. Now you got to go to bed. But dad is tied. Seriously. Right. Like, no. So that's a mess. The other side is if I punt on it, pause the game, go put him to bed. You know this, especially with a baby at home. Once you lay down in a dark room, I got no idea when the hell I'm coming out. Totally. It's totally possible I pass out and come out to the post-game show. Because, uh, you know, the thing, when you pause it, it'll start going if yeah. you just leave it yeah. there for a half hour. And you miss everything. Totally. Come back, there's Molly with some shoes on going, hey, it just didn't work very well down the stretch there. I'm like, ah, what happened? Totally. So and it, you can't rewind because you're past your half an hour window. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. These are some serious first world problems. Luckily, but. you got Bonte to walk you through exactly how exactly. it all went south, exactly. which is nice. No, but we're excited about this one. He wants popcorn. The Warriors are going to try. The Clippers are going to try. Russell Westbrook's going to drive too hard to the hole and bang the ball off the backboard. This is all the stuff I'm signing up for tonight. But it just sort of hit me collectively, I think over the last couple of weeks with a Western Conference where everybody's all jammed in there together and you can have whatever opinion you want on that where it's like, this is really cool competitiveness or this is just a bunch of mediocrity. Whatever your opinion is, I haven't seen the NBA look like this in a long time where you have a collection of like eight or ten teams that are just grinding their gears right now to get every Tuesday night win. And I love it. And I just, I didn't know that I missed it this much until I went, oh my gosh. Yeah, this is, this is what the NBA used to look like when I fell in love with it originally. Right, when teams actually cared yeah. about the regular season. Well, and it's just, I mean, it's tough. Like, again, we're, this is like an hour ago we played this. Take a listen to Bob Myers on our station yesterday. What the misconception of the NBA is, there's not a lot of practice time uh, because there's 82 games and more now than ever, there's a lot of load management. I know people hate that term, but it happens within the building, too, where the numbers, the scientific data will say, look, th this guy's running hot. He shouldn't go today. So it's not just we don't want people to play as much as it is there's numbers, there's science saying this guy's burnt and uh, for whatever reason. And that's kind of what we deal with in the building, not just fancy it in the games. And I know nobody likes it. And trust me, we wish all our guys were playing just as much as they do, because we want to win. But uh, we got to listen to the health component of it. Well, and, and so it's just like everything else. It's like Kyle Shanahan after not going for it on the fourth down, and you're freaking out, and then you get him in the post-game press conference, and why didn't you go for it on fourth down? He looks at you and he goes, well, that was the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. Yeah, thank you, Wesley Hoagland. Like, yeah, he's like, and here's why. And so when someone explains it to you, you're like, uh-huh, I get it. I get it. Right. However, <laughs> this is not entertaining. This is not fun. This is long-term loss. This is long-term loss for the league that we have to end up in this weird situation where there are 10 teams separated by a half game uh, to organically right. create what we actually all want, which is people going 
full bore heading into the playoffs. But they're not going to go full bore into the playoffs over the course of the next three games. And this is where what you're saying, I'm totally with you, and tonight is a popcorn game. I'm actually officiating my first boys volleyball game of the season. Oh, so you got work tonight. I'll be in the car. Okay. Thank you, Tim Roy, in advance uh, for, for bringing me from Fremont back to through the tunnel and where I live because I'm going to get a healthy dose of unbelievable you know, and the association. Know, not only that, you know what that is? That is a uh, transportation sensation. Cha-ching. Yeah, Boy, no doubt. Cha-ching. And I, you know, I'll be in the car first quarter and I'll carry it all the way to halftime and I'll watch the rest once I get home. But you talk about this being a popcorn game. The Warriors play tomorrow. And you can already think about who is running hot going into tomorrow and you can imagine that you know clay thompson may be in that spot if he's been running hot and he has been maybe he sits and draymond green's had a bit of a knee issue and wiggins probably won't be back and steph we know won't be back so as much as we all dial in on tonight and it's a big game and it's a popcorn game and i'm happy for jude that he's getting some popcorn and <laughs> you know you're gonna sit down with daddy and he's gonna love this yeah. but if you look at the schedule, they play tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. So three games and four nights. And by the way, the Warriors are uh, tied for fourth in the association in frequency of three games and four nights. Oh, that's interesting. They have 10 of those. Huh. Utah, Chicago, and Boston all have 11. And in terms of back-to-backs, the Warriors are tied for first in the association with 15 back-to-backs. So when we talk about running hot and Bob is right and the medical staff, they do a great job of figuring it out. The Warriors have 15 back-to-backs and those are games where you have to give some of these guys a rest. Um, it's an interesting 48 hours for the Clippers too. I don't know if you know this. You know, Tomorrow night they play the Kings. Yeah. They go to Golden 1. They also, by the way, have 15 back-to-backs. They're tied for the most yeah. in the association. And they're, and they're running cold. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's easy for all of us to be like, ha-ha, they acquired Russell Westbrook and got crappy. I don't know if it's A to B like that. It is a little surprising to me that a team as good as the Clippers would sign Russell Westbrook and then immediately inject him into the starting five and the closing five, which is what it appears they did, at least for the majority of these games. So I don't know how much it has to do with that or whatnot, but they're healthy. Kawhi is rolling. Paul George is rolling. Russell Westbrook's on the team, and they're losing games. They're losing games at a, at a furious rate. Yeah. And so this is a 48-hour stretch that is really, I mean, you talk about, oh, the Warriors are the five seed. Okay, like 36 hours from now, where does this all stand? The Clips will play the Warriors and the Kings. The Warriors will play the Clippers and the Pelicans. The Timberwolves are going to play uh, the Lakers. Um, you've got uh, the Blazers with a game tomorrow night in Atlanta against the Hawks. You've got the Jazz playing the Thunder tomorrow night. Pretty short schedule tonight. Um, as far as Western Conference games that matter, this is the only one. Uh, tonight, the Raptors have a game against the Wizards. Dallas plays oh, tonight. Dallas, Dallas yeah. is hosting yeah. Philly. Yes. And will probably lose. A couple things about that, Mark, yeah. and I'm glad you laid it out in this fashion because let's just say the Warriors drop both of these games, which nobody wants Oof. to see. You fall to 32-32. and 32. Well, the Clippers would jump you. Dallas wins tonight. They jump you. Minnesota wins. They jump you. The Pelicans win. They tie you. So the Warriors could go from the 5 down to the 9 in an absolute eye blink. And it's not so far-fetched to think when you look at not the at Clippers. All. 
The Warriors have the third worst road record in the Western Conference. The Clippers have the third worst home record in the Western Conference. The Clippers are 15 and 15 at home. They're two games above 500 on the road. Just weird. Super weird. They're a weird team. And so when you factor in what we already know about the Warriors and how hot and cold they run, I got no idea what to expect. In fact, have you looked at this? Do you know? Tell me honestly. Do you know what the number is tonight? The the the, the, the spread? The Warrior Clipper number. Do you know what I it is? I haven't looked. Okay, game show music. Let's go. Here we go. Can you? I'm going to give you plus or minus. I'm going to be nice today. Oh, look at you. Yeah, just today. You know where I stand on those mean rankings. Exactly. He's S-O-F-T. I give you a point, a full point in either direction. What do you think the number is Ah, tonight? Ah, jeez. And uh, just so the YouTube audience can see, I'm not Googling it. You have to Google it, but I'm not going to Google it. Uh, I think the Clippers... The Clippers and the Warriors. The Warriors are at home. They're great at home, but the Clippers are good on the road. Warriors have everyone other than Steph and Wiggins. <laughs> other than two of their best other players. Other than the greatest player in franchise <laughs> history. But what I meant is they don't... They're healthy. They're not missing anybody that we didn't know that they were going to be okay, missing. all right, all right. They've won three in a row. The Clippers are reeling, and they're saddled by Russell Westbrook. I'm going to say the Warriors are favored by two. Okay. You are... Off by six points. Wait, what? You are off by Warriors six by eight? points. Clippers by four? Clippers are four-point favorites Jesus. tonight. And I want to use that to remind everyone of something because... Man. Like Kyle even threw this out there this morning. I was so high. How would you answer this question? Um, if the Warriors win tonight, will you officially believe that they can make a run? How would you answer that? No. No. Okay. And, I mean, d- define make a run. Uh, because you know, that's a very nebulous sort of you know, like... But, but you know how we're doing it right now. Make like, a run to me is you're a Western Conference final participant. Okay, so yeah. like, Would you call that making a run? Making a run win means winning... Two at, series. Probably. At least one and getting to game six or seven in, in round two. That to me is not making I mean, a run as defending champion. Well, but no, That's making a jog. No, but you're thinking about it in terms of the result. I'm thinking about it in terms of, as they say, making noise. In other words, would you put them on a list of five to seven teams that truly have a chance to win it all? Well, if if that's as low of a bar as we're setting, then yes. Okay. If that's what you consider making a run, I mean they're two winning, games over. They're two games over five hundred right now. So you beat the Kings in seven. Ooh, gutsy. Well, and then you lose in the Western Conference semis to Memphis in six. That's not making a run. No, it's not making a run. To me, making a run okay. is winning eight playoff games. Define it however you want. That's how I want to define it, All right, Mark. So go ahead. So does tonight help you with that belief? No. It does not. No, it does not. Because you're playing at home against a team that is reeling. And I know that the odds makers have you as four-point underdogs. Mm. But to me, I need to see more. I need to see a win over Milwaukee. I need to see you go to Memphis and win both of those games. And I know you've owned Memphis. You've whooped that trick twice already this year. (laughs) I want to see it in a high-leverage situation. All right, so here's where I will both... I don't know if this is agree or disagree. It, It, like... Here's what I would say. This is both a popcorn game and it is also something else at the exact same time. It is indicative 
of nothing. Nah, boy, Steiny. It's indicative of nothing, and here's why. We have spent way too much time forgetting something right now. You don't have your two best players. What on earth are we doing on a daily basis right now assessing the Warriors' championship chances based on how they look right now? They don't have their best player, and they don't have their second or third best player. Air fourth. Okay, look, last year in the playoffs, who were the two best players? Well, that was last year in a tiny sliver of Andrew Wiggins' career. But it was also the playoffs where they won a title. Who were their two most important players? It was Wiggins and Steph. All right, so. This year, who have been their two most important players? Wiggins is probably fifth, if um, not sixth. Yeah, but but who are their most important players based on building a 32-30 and record? It's like they haven't really achieved anything. So, in other words, if they're going... Five seed. If they're going to achieve something big, then I think Wiggins needs to be a bigger deal. Agree? He could be their fourth best player, and you could still win a championship. Point is this. What NBA team, and we, we mentioned this briefly yesterday, if the Lakers had lost last night, if they had lost, everyone would have been like, well, pfft. Of course. You didn't have LeBron. You didn't have AD. You didn't have Russell. Why are we even talking about this? How come we don't do the same thing right now with these Warriors? It's like we're, we're every day they play a game and, and we come in the next day and it's like our panic meter is here and they're going to win it all or, or they're not even good enough to make the playoffs. We have these grand ideas based on a carcass of the Warriors. They don't have their, let's call them their three. They don't have right. their one and their three. It just depends on the opponent. And I said yesterday, before the Laker game, that I would not excuse the Lakers for losing to Oklahoma City without LeBron and Anthony Davis. I said that, Mark, into this very microphone yes, on this very radio station. And when you're the Warriors and you beat Houston without Steph and Wiggins, you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And when you beat Minnesota without Steph and Wiggins, you probably should. Mm-hmm. It's not quite a supposed to. You absolutely must. Oh. When you beat Portland without Steph and Wiggins, you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Portland is not a playoff team. The Rockets are the worst team in the association. I mean, their and record the- is like a. I mean, going into that game, their records were like almost identical to the Warriors. So how can we say they're not a playoff team? Portland is fading. Portland's running the Michael Crabtree right now. They're running the fade route. Agreed. But when they played Minnesota, Minnesota also had a five. They both had 500 records, and Minnesota was ahead of them. Minnesota is a fraud. Now, when you come out tonight against the Clippers, if you lose this game against the Clippers, and it's, you know, 121 to 114, whatever it is, you lose to the Clippers, I can look at that and say, you know what? I can't expect you to win without Stephen Wiggins. The Clippers are a real team. They're a really good team. And I know they've lost three in a row, and they haven't been great with Russ. If you lose this game without Stephen Wiggins, I'm much more willing to accept it and compartmentalize it as I as opposed to Minnesota, Portland, and Houston. Yeah, I think that's all fair. I guess my point is whether it's good or it's bad. I'm not going to come out of tonight with any grand thoughts about what it means for a month and a half from now. I will come out with, that was huge for the standings. That's it. Like, tonight's result is just about tonight. There's nothing I can say after this game. I'll buy that, yeah. It it means they're going to win it all. It means they're not ready. This is not them. But I think it means more in a win then it means less in a loss. I'll, I'll Are you with me? Yes, I'll grant you that if for sure. If they beat the Clippers without Stephen Wiggins, and if they play the way they have played of late, I'd be more willing to say, well, we might have something I mean, here. J.D. came in here yesterday, and I thought he said something that, that like, it, it was really, really smart, which is like, 
this Warrior team, if you just like forget any context, forget any history, this roster that's going to play this game tonight, if you just showed up with this roster for a whole year, what do you think that team is? Lottery. Right. This is not a good team this night. Now, they may go win. They may rally down from 23, like all the things they've done. But gosh, we're going to, here we go with our word. You know what the Warriors are right now? Plucky. Sorry, Christy. They are. They don't have Steph Curry. You're going to pay for that later. I probably. I'm paying for a lot right now. The lovely Christy hates that word. This is not a great roster. No. So why would I? You have two Hall of Famers, though. Yes. Actually, three. If you count Captain Street clothes. It's a capable roster on a given night. It's not a roster that's going to scare you in any grand sense. So why would I come out of tonight with any judgment based on what they're going to do a month and a half from now, fully knowing that if they look like this, they're going nowhere? Well, you can make a positive judgment in a win, and you can look at the restaurant quality oh, of Dante. A Divincenzo. Oh. So the way he's playing... And even if you lose, if he continues to play with that mwah, restaurant quality play, you can make a judgment about, oh boy, I mean, forget next year because I don't think they can afford him, but he is playing his way into being a championship caliber guy. Kevon Looney is simply the most effective, efficient warrior in the history of the organization. He's unbelievable. If you find a way to win this game with this roster, I think that you can make certain uh, declarations about what could possibly be more uh, than you can in a loss. If you lose this game, I agree. It's that. easier to I, say. I agree with that. Well, of course you lost. I agree with that, but I just it, I'm not like, saying you make grand, yeah. grandiose statements like, "Oh yeah, where's my, when's the parade? Let's my, start looking at the calendar." My statement, if they win tonight, would be something like, "Man, like great job to win that game in this situation. That's super helpful." Night night. Then I'll go to bed. That's like I don't. I can't say anything about the month of April based on a basketball team in the NBA that's missing two of their top three players. But in a win, I think you can say a lot about April. In that, hell, heck, Kaminga's looking like he's sure. comfortable and sure. Restaurant quality is unbelievable, and Kavon Looney is the best six foot seven in, in, center in history. Individuals, yeah, correct. You can say thing about. Individuals. I don't think that if they beat the Clippers, you're thinking, watch out, Denver. Mm. The one seed is in jeopardy. It's not them. This is not them. That's right. my larger point. This is not them. Yeah, Kyle, what do you what do you got? Bob Myers yesterday, and I think the sound's on your board if you want to play it. Yeah. But he talked about <laughs> nice. but he talked about like feeling like they've turned a corner, but he's also felt like that a couple other times this year. To me, if they win tonight, in the fashion that they've won the last couple of games where it's like the fight is there and they lock down on defense, to me that will be the official like, oh, okay, there's this corner that they've turned in a way that they didn't, even when they won five in a row near Christmas. Are you talking about when Bob Myers was talking about relying on non-starters? Is that what you're talking about? No, but that also plays. That's the, yeah, that's the, the others one. Those, oh, they're God. not on okay, my board. Okay, hang on. All right, yeah, 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 hurry. <laughs> Uh, try 93BL. Uh, yeah, uh, three, two, and... Hi, I'm Mark Willard from the Willard and Dib Show on 95.7 The Game. And I listened to that whole thing yesterday. Home of the Golden State Warriors. And all uh, I can think about now when I hear Bob Myers is he's got to resign. Forget what he does for the team. That's all cute and lovely. Yeah, what the hell is our executive show Oh, my do? God. Yeah, as, right. an inter- as an interview guest, he's the best. He's the best. It's- it's just apologies about, to Steve Kerr, but Bob Myers is the goat. He's just it, well, both of them. 
because uh, even lovely Chrissy he's the said, well, Steve Kerr was on yesterday as well, and yeah. she was like, man, he just, it's so good to listen to. They're both just so genuine. Right. That's the word that every time they're talking, I'm like, man, yeah. they can make anyone feel like they're just sitting there going one-on-one, yeah. having a private conversation. And I, I wish that I could report that it's like fake genuine, but I bumped into Steve Kerr about uh, three years ago in a cafe and went up to him, and he was as genuine in a cafe moment as he could possibly be. Thank Bob, you. Bob Myers, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, maturity, that's what the Memphis Grizzlies don't have. I disagree. Taylor Jenkins, John ja Morant, Dylan Brooks. I'll wait. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, yes, Steve you Kerr will. doesn't have the courage to wear a shirtless vest. Gutless. Can you imagine? Seriously. What if the NBA, if the NBA wants to go viral, do coaches Mandatory. dress like players night? And have, those, have them dudes walk in, right? With freaking jerseys and speedies. Oh, my God. And, Chains and the whole thing. Right, and six-packs. Oh, and, my God. And, 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 and high socks. I mean, it would just, it would be. Get me Tom Thibodeau. Give me Thibodeau. Coach Thibs in a uh, shirtless tank. Oh, really good. Really good. Okay. Uh, Kyle did an amazing job of yeah, setting he did. up Bob Myers' latest comments. And we will have those for you next. Plus, hey, Kyle. it's time for a Wiseman update. Uh, 888-957-9570. And also, with Gregor Blanco a half hour away, you might want to hear what Alex Cobb of the Giants had to say recently that I don't think is going to go over very well. All coming up on Willard and Dibs, which is brought to you by AC Transit. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I will jam that down Steiny's throat all day. This is Kevon Looney. Welcome back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 again. Take it away, Mark. Yeah. It's a four for your rejoin, Spadone. It's really good. good. Yeah, that was a little uh, mishmash. Uh, good action, Spadone. Good yeah, action. yeah. The word pictures. I'd like to reply all and tell everybody that Spadone just did a great job. Great yeah. job, Spadone. Respectfully, of course. Respectfully <laughs> to everybody on the entire Odyssey planet and all the other companies, too. Everybody out there, no matter uh, for whom you work, uh, Spadone just did a great job. It's good, and I like a good reply all, Mark. I always have. So lame. It just... The fact that Butcher called me out privately, because we don't text a lot, Joe and I. He's busy, I'm busy, whatever. He's coaching multiple teams, and I've got a baby. But You hate each other, just be honest. Yes, Joe, well, we've, we've rebuilt that bridge, actually. <laughs> he hit me with a six-letter, uh, I guess it's a noun, <laughs> so, yeah, starting with an F and ending with an ER. And I thought, you know what? You had me. Let's you got see. me. Is that a noun? Flower. Um, Finder. Yeah. I guess it. I guess in that particular yes. usage, it would be. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. And he left my uh, deceased mom out of it. Okay. My mother. Yeah. Which I thought was classy. It's all sponsored by Fremont Bank. <laughs> okay. Full service banking. No compromise. No profanity. No. Not That's yet. That's my bank. You know that. Uh, yeah, I do know that. I'm a big Fremont Bank guy. Okay. So uh, Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, both genuine. And both commenting on 95.7 the game yesterday about the fact that the Warriors are definitely going to win the whole dang championship. Man, I hope so, because I feel like we've been in this place a few times this year, and Lucy kind of pulled the football. So I, I, I got caught up in times where I thought, this is the time. We're going to go on a... There was a moment when we lost to that, I think, Brooklyn team. I thought, even though we lost to Boston, when we went to Cleveland and won that night after losing to Boston in overtime, I thought that was going to be the beginning of something. Because even though we lost that Boston game, we, we played well, and we should have won that game. And it was a, a symbol, I thought, of what we could be. And then we kicked that Brooklyn game. I mean, obviously they took it. But I've had moments where I've thought we were turning that. Um, and this is another one. So I, I do think at some point we got to sustain something. Yeah, I, I got questions. I, I got questions. It's just so funny. Like, um what if I asked it to you this way? Take the Portland game the other night, right? Everybody comes out with chocolate chip cookies and, and excitement. Um, what if their really good half had been the first half? And then they spit the bit? Yeah. And then Lucy pulled the football? Is that actually any different in terms of your performance? You had one really good half. You had one putrid one. You ended up with more points because it happened to be that your good half was the second one. But it's not lost on me that you had a putrid one. But because the second half was so much better, we all went to bed and we've spent 48 hours going, they're in a great place. Right. That very same night... They were unwatchable. Whoa, look at you. For 24 minutes. You never get that negative. They were unwatchable and just gross at basketball on their home floor against a weak team. That's what they were on that exact same night. But I don't think people would have... And let's just flip the quarters. So... The Warriors open up and they lead 36-23 after one, and they lead 75-40 at the half. If we're flipping 
the two halves. So they're up 75 to 40. Well, at the end of three, they're only they're still up by 32. And then Portland puts up a 41-27 to make it close in that final quarter. We'd be okay with We'd it. We'd be fine because that's different. It would almost feel like second half was garbage time, and that's why exactly. they let it go. Um, but, but to I, your it, greater point, yeah, like if this, the first half was... That's in them, too. The first half was really sharp and defensive, and then the second half was sloppy. Guys were open and knocking down threes, and it got close, and it got scary, and then they gutted it out over Portland. We would feel differently, like, right? This is mulligan culture. You know this. Like I never take a mulligan. Well, good for you. Except for the tournament where it's part of the tournament rules. If it's part of the rules. but that, like One mull- mully, one toast. Mulligan culture is... I hit one into the woods, and then I take another one, and I hit it straight, and I go, well, see, that's me. No, they're, totally. they're both you. Exactly. They're both you. And that's what you're saying about the Warriors. And I that's like what that. I'm saying about the, fir- the, the four quarters the other night. They're both you. So I'm not going to only look at the second half and go, we're back. This is amazing. No, that other crap was you, too, and you got to show us that that's not part of the deal anymore. And then there's the further point, which is, I don't even know if I can overreact to any of it right now because two of your three best players aren't on the floor. Well, you can't overreact to anything unless you overreact to everything. And the Warriors right now, that game, and I I wanted to put this out on Twitter, but I thought it was too nuanced, and I'm not a man of nuance. No, you're not. Somebody else has kind of staked that claim, but that that game You're just chewing and do it, yeah. That game is a microcosm of this entire Warriors season. The Warriors are 32 and 30. In 32 wins... They've been terrific. In 30 losses, they've been god-awful. And I know that that's too simplistic to say all 32 wins have been good and all 30 right. losses have been bad. But to that point, they have been that team where in a first half, you don't defend very well. You don't look great offensively. And you're down 17 to a team that you should be beating at home, even without Steph and Wiggins. And then the second half, you come out. And you look like the championship caliber team that we all dream about. That game was a microcosm of this entire year. Yeah, and so I, I guess we have no choice but to listen to the people who who know. And we'll play something from Steve Kerr here in just a second. Please do. But here, here's I take issue with Bob Myers and his reference points. Did you? Yes, Bob talking about Lucy pulling the football. That happened in 1969, Bob. You weren't born. Every young people. Exactly, Bob. I mean, can we maybe get a reference that is more befitting modern life? Yeah, except for some things stand the test of time, Dibs. Lucy pulling the football. I mean, we reference Star Wars eight times a week. It came out in the 70s. Are we not allowed to do it? Star Wars is on right now on a channel near you. So is Charlie Brown. On a channel far, far away. Charlie Brown's not on? Not really. They do the Christmas special anymore? It's February. I know, March, I'm just saying. Sorry. Like, I There's mean, no, like, St. Patty's Day, Charlie Brown I special. There, is. <laughs> there actually, was. You know, April Fool's is where Lucy should have pulled the football. St. Patrick's Day. I would love to just... I love going bar to bar and being like, do you have any idea why you're here? Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, do you have to wear any, green and get hammered. Any idea what you're celebrating? It's Cinco de Mayo! Totally. It's not Mexican Independence Day. Understand why you have a corona in your hand and why you're going to be hung over tomorrow. Like, you got to admit. I got in a little spat with the missus uh, a few days ago. We were at Home Goods, which is a great store. Love Home Goods. So we're at Home Goods. There's and, some good deals there. Hi, I'm Dan Dibley. And for whenever I need deals, whenever I need goods for my home, I go to Home Goods. I go to Home Goods. Yeah. They also have a great kids section and so i go to the kids section and there's a lovely like six to nine month old saint patty's day outfit for my daughter 
And I grab it and I go, oh, she's got to have this. And she turns around, my beloved supper looks at me. She goes, she not wearing that. I said, I'm a, I St. Patty's Day. I said, she's Irish. She said, yes, she is. Now put it back. It was like a green and white striped, you know, onesie oh, with these green gosh. pants. Oh, I slap a shamrock on that baby. Let's go. Yeah. St. Patty's Day. There's nothing better than a, 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 a man and a woman and trying to blend the way they present things. Correct. It's the best. It is the best. It's so funny because Jade is totally like every single holiday, like, okay, color coordinating, like Benny and Nora, they're going to match now. We're going to get all these like Target. They have the certain matching Gosh. ones. And then anytime I just like, oh, that's cute. We're not getting that. Totally. <laughs> okay. No, it's Whatever. not cute. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. I can remember the first time, I like years ago, first time I put a, uh, like I had a, uh, the first home purchase, a condo, right? And then I was putting it up for sale. And a real estate agent, and still to this day, a very good friend of mine, female, she comes in and goes, okay, we got to dress this thing up for sale so yeah. that people come in here. And she's like, you need more stuff on the walls. Because if everybody's in right, if you even go to my Instagram, you'll see, like, I'm not, like, I don't got stuff all over the walls. Yeah. And, and that's fine, but sometimes it doesn't, right? It could look homier, totally. they, they tell me. All right, so it's not on the walls. So she's like, so what do you got? What do you got that we can start like use to dress this up? And I got like some picture of Oracle Park. <laughs> I'm like, I can put, I can put. This. She goes, we need something in the bathroom. And I grab this. I go, how about this? She goes, put a put a picture of the baseball stadium up in your bathroom. Right. That's that. That was your idea. I'm right. like, I'll I'll go, and and I'll just leave the stuff out and you do it. How about that? How about that? It's like that would yeah, probably be a good idea. Or maybe hire yeah. pay for a stager <laughs> to come in and stage that right, bad boy. That's right. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I don't do this. Yeah. I've never done this before. Can you tell? I have nothing on my walls now. What? If there was something I, halfway decent, it right. would be up by now. I'm like, there's a couch, like there's a TV. Sure. I didn't know you needed anything else up that's in right. here. You know what I'm talking about? All right. Anyway, uh, here comes Steve Kerr, who uh, also believes that the Warriors are just about to win it all. I think just the nature of these last couple games, um, you know, coming back from down big to both Minnesota and Portland, the, what the locker room felt like, you know, after the game, just um, the measure of, of grit that, that existed. It just felt, it felt good, and it felt a little different than it felt earlier in the year. So here's where I'll buy what they're saying. Measure like, of grit. like Right. So in other words, you, you, had, you had a terrible half, and then... You get something for the idea that, like, you hung in there, you stuck together, you kept believing, you executed differently, you won the basketball game. And that's going to collectively have an effect on your locker room. So I'm going to buy what Myers and Kerr are both saying, which is that the locker room mentally right now, I bet, is at its highest point that it's been all year. When you go from Draymond Punch to now, collectively understanding everybody's roles where they're at right the way clay's playing two games over 500 they are probably in as good of a mental space knowing that Steph's about to come back and they also also in the Myers interview yesterday no nothing definitive on Wiggins other than that they do not expect him to miss the whole year right so that idea reinforcements are coming I bet mentally they're in their best space 
all year. I think you're right, especially when you look at the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green dynamic solely as a a guide. We've seen Draymond and Poole come together on the court and show more affection than they did in the earlier year where it felt more icy. To your point about role definition, you now have closure on the James Wiseman era, and we can look at uh, how things are going in the Motor City here coming up, but Kaminga has grown into his role. DiVincenzo is now a key cog. You have a good idea of who's going to be around at the end of the year and who's going to be doing what for this team. By the way, DiVincenzo, quick aside. Um, It's been funny to me, and and I get it. The Warrior culture is second to none. And we've seen people like Andrew Wiggins, even though that was a massive extension, it was also less than he could have gotten on the open market, I have no doubt. So the idea that someone would take less money to be a Golden State Warrior, that's believable. But when I hear people go, I don't know, the Warriors are a perfect spot for DiVincenzo. Maybe he'll take that $4.5 million option next year. Right. Do you have any idea what he's earned on the open market? Just think about this for a second. GP2 was considered priced out by the Warriors just eight months ago. And what he received was a three-year offer for $28 million. So he got about nine mil per year. That's GP2 off of the season he had. What do you think, if that's, if that's what GP2 got, what do you think Dante is going to get on the open market in terms of an offer, and the man is 26? Right. He's only 26 years old. Probably about the same, maybe a little bit more. I think it's way more. Well, if you look at just player versus player, and we think, I think we think better of DiVincenzo than the market does. I I believe in terms of. I wonder. The scouts are watching now. Correct. But if you're a team in the association, you're not looking at Dante DiVincenzo as a starter. On your team. He's not a frontline player. He's not a frontline. If he's a starter on your team, and this is no disrespect to Dante, if he's a starter on your team, you're probably not a great team. I don't agree. He, to me, is a great sixth or seventh man. He's playing 26 minutes. He's averaging nine a night, nine and a half. Four rebounds, three assists. He doesn't turn it over, and he plays solid, sturdy defense. Dante DiVincenzo, to me, if he's your seventh or eighth player, you're a very good team. Yeah, that I like. What if I said it this way? Instead of, I'm not going to sign Dante DiVincenzo to be a clear starter, but I'm going to sign him to be somebody who could start. Sure. Like, not all five players are stars. I mean, take the Phoenix Suns now, right? Who starts? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Who's the fifth guy? Gordon rotates, yeah. Yeah, Craig. Uh, Who is it? Torrey Craig. Yeah, great. Whatever. He's got two first names. I don't even like whatever. Whoever that. In other words, could that be Dante DiVincenzo? It sure could. You know what I mean? So he's a more complete player than Gary Payton II. I think GP2 is a little bit better a defender. Dante's a very good defender. But Dante's offensive game is more well-rounded than than GP2, for sure. Um, I think a player who can play more minutes than than GP2. And if GP2 is worth nine a year last year, I mean, Dante's at least 12. I think 12. That's what I said. At 12. Least. I mean, he's a tick higher. He's not getting five and 100. No. Which would be 20 no, no, million no, 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 no. You're not, no. I don't even think he's getting four and 60. But, but my point he's is. He's probably going to get four years and 50 million to come in. And, yeah. you know, his best year was with Milwaukee when he won the championship. 
He played 66 games. He started all 66. He averaged a good, solid, what was it, about nine, eh, ten points a game. Yeah. Come playoff time, he played in three games. He started three. He was injured, but they were able to win the championship without him. I don't think that a team is looking at Dante DiVincenzo and saying, yep, that's our starting two or that's our starting point guard. Someone could could look at him, though, as a very key piece yeah. to, to, to plug in. By the Agreed. way, uh, Slates huh? was on yesterday. And Morning roast. this exact uh, conversation came up. It's going to be very difficult from a financial standpoint. He's going to have to get lowballed in free agency again for the Warriors to be able to afford him because, I mean, you mentioned the player option. It's so, okay, you say decline that and stay, but that would mean, I think, you know, they don't have his bird rights because he's only been here a season and he was a free agent. So it's a 20% raise off, off what he's making this season. That's not what you would expect him to get paid on the market. Especially in like with where salaries are going. Yes. I mean, ten to twelve million is like you know that's that's PJ Tucker in Philadelphia. That those are your yeah. bench role players who are are high level, and I would consider Dante DiVincenzo a high level bench role player who's very young. Yeah. So I like to me it it starts at twelve, and and that is I guess we've been told based on their behavior that's too much. That's too much for the Warriors next year. Well, even if if Draymond Green was to opt out, then you're still above the luxury it's tax. Still a luxury tax. So contract, if Draymond yeah. Green agrees to a sign and trade, and you know Draymond, if he decides to opt in, I don't think you can afford DiVincenzo. If Draymond Green agrees to a sign and trade, well, then you would want to replace that salary slot with a guy who makes about what Draymond makes. 25 or, or so million dollars, DiVincenzo's not that player. So yeah. I just don't see a way that you can keep Dante DiVincenzo financially. Um, Gregor Blanco is going to join us in 10 minutes. Marcellus Wiley in about 40. Uh, by the way, every time we go slates, can I just real quick, like I know that a lot of people, a lot of Giants fans, you are, you are less excited than maybe you normally are. Uh, preseason, right? Like, is that a, a fair statement? That's after very this fair, offseason? yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's one thing at minimum I'm so excited about, which is that on a uh, daily basis, uh, we will be getting, uh, as an organization, uh, sound from Gabe Kapler. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I can't, like, I don't even care what he says. It's just as long as he says it. Um, I Infinite listened. number of yeah. outcomes. I saw him yesterday talking about Joey Bart and the fact that Joey Bart is doing exactly what he's been asked to do. And so that is uh, very encouraging. And uh, I don't even know what the hell he was asked to do, but apparently he's doing it. And so I am so, I'm not excited for big bases. I am interested in this pitch clock. Yeah. And I'm interested in daily sound. From Gabe. Are you interested Kaplan. in Kyle Harrison getting lit up that's, in the spring? That's a strong. It's a big setback, that's Mark. That's a strong phrase. I know. What is through one inning and gave up a run or two? Two runs, three hits, Mark. Only struck out one. Yeah. ERA of 18. I got him starting at single A this year. I, uh, <laughs> I did, another regression. I did see his comments oh, after the game. And, uh, yeah, he said uh, that uh, he liked everything except for the, uh, the out pitch. He said he did not uh, execute with two strikes. And your boy Sable, uh, one for two, drove a couple runs in. Yeah, another Maybe dinger. Boop, boop, boop. Might be uh, barting his way out of town. Well, but Bart, Bart's slapping the ball all over the place, too. Yeah. Like I, they're, they're, I'm excited about this Giants both. team. Yeah. I, mean, I can tell. I'm locked in. <laughs> no, well, and they're okay. getting Shohei Otani. For I'm, I'm sure. Already, yeah, oh, it's I mean, done. I, I hear yeah. that deal's done. I heard he already got a Giants tattoo. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what I heard, according Six, to my sources. Six hundred and three million dollars for seven years. That's the offer. Perfect. We'll see if he, he says no. It. Exactly. That would be eighty-five a year, by the way. Yeah, That'd why be good did, money? Why don't they just do it? Just do it. They should offer Judge four hundred. Why did you offer him a billion? Yeah, you have it. They blew that. You're billionaires, Farhan. It's cheapskate. I will say this: word to the wise to players, as you go into the shot clock era yeah. of Major League Baseball, all of these rules, whether they work or not, they have been created for the fan. They have been created with the fan in mind. Right? So if that's the case, I think players need to be aware of that when they're talking about it. I understand everything Alex Cobb said the other day. He really, now you can use the phrase lit up. He got torched in his first spring outing, which I think was two days ago. And he came out afterwards and he used the phrase, it didn't feel like baseball. Uh oh. He felt rushed. He thought at first, I'm going to call my own pitches and that will speed this up. He said it ended up feeling stressful. It got us all out of whack. We got knocked all over the yard. Then we started trying other things. That didn't work either. Totally flustered. Now, I guess that's fair. Change is hard. But I'd be very careful as a Major League Baseball player coming out and going, this ain't baseball. Because these things have been created for us. And if you whine about them, we are, that it's not going to go over well. It's going to sound like the biggest sour. It's like, dude, so you're telling me that you can't play anymore because you need to throw a pitch within 20 seconds of standing there and staring at home plate and getting a sign? I, I, like, you're going to... you got the fit, adjustment. you got to fit in the box. you got to make the adjustment. you got to do it. And I, I think about parking in Walnut Creek because I go out to Walnut Creek from time to time and you go there on a Sunday and they charge... Metered parking on Sunday. No. Yeah, absolutely. Pisses me off. And I think, I hate this. It's, it sucks. How can you charge me for metered parking on a Sunday? So I have a choice. Two choices, really. Either don't go there anymore right. or dig into my ashtray, if there is such a thing in cars anymore, <laughs> and pull my change out and feed the meter. And for Cobb, you're in the same spot. Either you shut up and pitch or you go find something else to do, kid. Yeah. Which, and again, his point was not, um, you know, I can't do this anymore. But maybe the the adjustment is going to be bigger for some than others. I'm just suggesting to players be very careful in what you say in front of a microphone because it's it, it's just not going to ring well. That right. we're sitting here going, thank you for trying to speed this up for us because we want more action. We want the ball in play. We want to like baseball again. Exactly. So don't 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 come out. Oh, this isn't baseball. Especially after one outing. Yeah. I mean, let it let it go a little bit. Let it breathe. And then if you're struggling, then maybe you can you know talk off the record about. Gregor Blanco is going to talk to us about just this in about five minutes. Real quick, uh, Chris, who's driving on Willard and Dibs. Hi, Chris. What are you doing? Uh, just driving the car, listening to you guys. Yeah. Thanks for taking the call. Sure, sure. What's up? Uh, hey, I did. So I've been listening for a while here this morning, and I just got a question. I got a question for Mister Dibley. Uh, are you? This much of a downer today, or are you just trying to be provocative? Please give me an example, Chris. And I mean that in all seriousness. <laughs> Talk to me, Chris. Give Chris. me an example. What am I being a downer about, Chris? 
Okay, well, the first thing is um, when you guys did the soundbite with um, Bob Myers uh, and Lucy, and you, your comment was something like this, Dan. Uh, for 32 games, they've been really good, and for 30 games, they've been god-awful. Well, you know that's not true. There were Out of those 30 losses, uh, somebody recently wrote an article in The Athletic, eight of those, and they cited eight of those games that could have been wins. Yeah. They weren't god-awful the whole game. They screwed up uh, several of them at the end. Um, and then you just talked about there's no way they can re-sign Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, sure there is. These guys yeah. are magicians with the salary cap. And they will resign them, and you guys know that. Uh, we can, Chris. We can respectfully uh, make a bet on that if you'd like. Well, uh, the experts yeah. are saying that they can't afford it. These are not only <laughs> my words, well, but those people who are in the know. Chris, I'll, I will say this: safe. the idea of being wizards with the salary cap—that's kind of a football thing. You can't be very wizardry with no. the NBA cap. No, um, no it, you, you're it, being yeah. a downer, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Just know that Dante's uh, four-year, fifty million dollar offer will cost the Warriors. Two point seven billion, apparently. That's my math. Look at negative Nelly over here. <laughs> Sponsored by Bob's <laughs> Discount Furniture and Gregor Blanco joins us next on Willard and Dips. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 